listening to the Becoming Yourself podcast, your bi-weekly dose of self-discovery hosted by Veronica Tai and Elena Gisis. We are a lifestyle and personal development podcast created for women who feel like they're living the wrong version of their lives, but know that they're capable of something bigger and better. Our promise is to deliver authentic content to help you develop a better relationship with the most important person there is, with yourself, and see what incredible impact it can have on all areas of your life. Welcome to the journey of becoming yourself. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Becoming Yourself podcast. Today, Veronica and I are going to talk about why the heck we compare ourselves to other people and what implications it has in our lives and how can we stop doing this because this is a truly, truly toxic pattern. And I'm sure you all know it and can feel that whenever we start comparing ourselves to others, it never feels good. Does it? Mm -mm. Yeah, (laughs) comparison. Oh my gosh, such a loaded one. And there's so many names and phrases for it, right? Like compare and despair. Marie Forleo calls it comparison slugger. Or we talk (laughs) about driving into... Yeah, I think that's hilarious. (laughs) It basically basically paints you an idea of what comparison does. And she she, uh, made that up based on, did you ever have gold schlager? Like, I guess it was alcohol with like gold flakes in it. I Mm. never, like, I never had it, but I remember seeing it at home sometimes. It must've been like the drink of the nineties or something like that. And apparently it tastes terrible. So (laughs) comparison schlager or, you know, driving into someone else's lane, neither of these descriptions sound like fun. So why the Mm -hmm. heck do we keep doing it? Like, we know we need yeah. to stop. And I think that, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today, right? Like we know we need to stop, we keep doing it. And instead of berating ourselves, let's just talk about some kind and gentle ways to help our brains stop this comparison mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why are we doing it is because again, we're going back to our survival instinct because you always have to, and if you notice, comparison is always um, goes one of two ways. Your ego is either looking to find ways to feel inferior or superior. It's always one or the other. And none of them are great. Feeling inferior just just sucks. Who wants to feel worse than someone else? Um, And again, in the social media culture we live in today, it's very easy to spiral into that mode. And what it is, it's, it's a survival instinct. It's when we lived in tribes, we wanted to make sure that we're not worse than other people, that we're not going to be kicked out of the tribe. So that comparison always helps us, like the excuse we give ourselves is it helps us be better, get better. But in fact, what it does, it just makes you feel bad about yourself and beat yourself up and Um, It breeds jealousy, envy, resentment, and all of these ugly things. Yeah, uh, yeah, it 
inflames the lower vibration emotions, the more mm-hmm. difficult emotions that were already there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I am so curious, Elena, because <laughs> I know you and I, like we experience like the same things like perfectionism and comparison, but like we experience them so differently. And it's just such a good depiction mm-hmm. of the variety mm-hmm. that can happen even within like one single, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. what should we call it? Like topic or difficult emotion. So what does comparison bring out in you? Like, at its ugliest. Uh, and okay, first of all, let's just be honest. We all do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like everybody, if you're human, you're comparing yourself to other people and there is nothing wrong with it. Like this is just how our brains are wired. So first, I know Veronica, you're big on kindness to yourself. So this is really the case of being kind to yourself because what comparison does to us is not great. It's, again, makes us feel usually small and not good enough. Um, The emotions I feel, jealousy, shame, resentment, anger, self-pity, like all of the range of emotions, right? When I compare myself to, to other people. And again, a lot of it has to do with social media, um, and um, just like, you know, looking, the grass is always greener, <laughs> you know, this is what how the saying goes. So um, the, the usual subjects of comparisons are someone's body, someone's lifestyle, someone's wealth, someone's relationships, someone's smarts, even someone's likability, right? We live in the era of likes. Uh, we tend to think, oh, you know, if I'm not liked as much as other person, that makes makes me wrong or it means that something is wrong with me. So again, it pull, it puts all the eggs in one self-worth basket. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is, this is why it sucks. Yeah. Um, what, what about you? How does it manifest for you? Yeah. Well, okay. First, I want to say how excited I am to have this conversation and have this podcast out because the thing with comparison, as you're talking uh, and you were saying the, um, and you were saying everything, I was like, Hey, yeah, actually, you know what? This whole shame and this whole self judgment is perpetuated and inflamed by the sheer fact that we know that comparison is bad and we should stop. And I think for, many, many resources that I had read out there about comparison, it was very much like comparison is bad. So stop. Same with like, you know, compare and despair, you know, it's bad for you, but that's the same as saying like, Oh, you're stressed. Well, don't stress then. It's like, Oh, don't stress. Thank you so much. <laughs> like Now that you said it, I won't. Well, of course, if we knew to do it, like that way, if, if we knew that we could just stop, we would have a long mm-hmm. time ago. Same with this whole comparison thing. Now, mm-hmm. comparison for me comes out in feeling not good enough. That's like basically the name of the, like the story of my life, honestly. In comparison, when I find myself comparing to somebody, it's never to feel 
better than, superior than. It's usually to feel inferior mm-hmm. than. It's so, it's so twisted. And of course, if you feel superior or inferior, well, that means that the tables will be flipped one way or another. So at one point or another, and whether I want to admit it or not, I actually take pleasure in feeling superior to other people, which I still resist, which is so hard to even say out loud, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I compare, I feel this... All the low vibes, all the low vibrations, like it starts with feeling not good enough. Then there's a little bit of shame and inner critic going on. And I don't live here very often unless I am comparing myself to others. It's a place, I really dislike this place. It's a place of discouragement and Mm -hmm. no possibilities. And I actually even have a journal that has the quote, do not compare your middle to somebody else's end. You don't Mm -hmm. know where the heck they are. And it Mm -hmm. leaves me feeling with a perpetual feeling of being behind. Like I had to play catch up or I didn't do good enough. It's really Mm -hmm. shitty to be in. I hate comparison. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) No, it, it, it is sucks. And let's be honest. It's useless. Like it, it just slows us down and it has a negative effect on our mental health too. Yeah, um, I think you can you can spiral into depression by comparing yourself to others these days. If you just you know keep keep doing that and you're not aw- aware of this and you're not trying to pull yourself out of it, it's very easy to to spiral into like super low depression, even as low as depression. I think it's it's dangerous. Hmm. Well, let's talk about the stopping of the spiral. How in the heck mm. are we going to stop with spiral? I know we like you and I. You're like that's <laughs> that again. That's the reason for this podcast because we've got so many resources and we're always looking this stuff up. Mm-hmm. But I wonder for like your own life before you really dived into a life coaching role where you're helping other people with their comparison issues and perfectionism, mm-hmm. issues, and you were just working on your own personal growth. Mm-hmm. What worked for you? Oh, well, you know, it's, again, as us as life coaches, I think we go through, like, the number of things I tried and did before I caught my pattern. It's a complex issue. It's Mm -hmm. not something that's usually solved overnight. It needs to be worked on. I went as far as my childhood to see what, like, you know, one of the things I remember so vividly is um, I remember I loved drawing when I was little and there was this girl, I think it was around grade four or five, we sat next to each other and she was so good at drawing. She was just, you know, some of some of those people who are like talented, they're just natural. She could see proportions. She could sketch someone's portrait in like minutes um, in her notebook and it looked so beautiful. And this is when I was like, uh, well, I'm not going to be drawing anymore. It just, you know, I, I suck at it. You know, my, mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that my, the bears that I tried to draw looked more like elephants and I'm like, okay, this is <laughs> pathetic. I should, I should, I should just stop. So right then and there I killed my, I mean, I was like, all oh, kids, I think a lot of kids are passionate about things like creative things like drawing and singing and dancing. And it's very mm-hmm. easy at that early, early age to kill your passion for something and think about it. 
think like uh, about someone like Picasso and think about someone like Rembrandt. If Picasso was comparing him, himself to Rembrandt, he would never do what he did because creativity is not something that can be compared because it's all about originality. So when we compare ourselves to other people, we just kill, we can kill our passion. We can kill our talent. Um, so I think it manifested in such early age for me. Um, and, uh, this is how I think I killed a lot of things um, that all ideas that I had because immediately my brain goes into, oh, but so-and-so is so much better than me, is so much more talented than me. Um, I think at some point in my teens, I decided that I'm just not a creative type, mm-hmm. which again, it's not possible. Everyone has creativity. You just either use it or you don't. That's the thing about creativity. And you can just kill it in yourself and suffocate it and then just decide that you're not a creative type and just be boring for the rest of your life. But creativity must be cultivated. This is why comparison sucks so much. So what, how to get out of it, become aware. I think awareness is always so, so, so important is being honest with yourself. How do you react to the trigger? Who triggers you? Uh, doing an audit of, again, back to our favorite social media, who triggers you? Who makes you jealous? Is it that girl who, you know, always looks perfect in her bikini and you always, you know, it annoys you and you eye roll by comparing or someone who builds their business or, um, you know, someone who travels all the time. Understanding the trigger is like where, how you get to the awareness point. Going back to the question, mm-hmm. like, like, is that what helped you out the most? Yeah. Awareness? Or, like, yeah. Because were you, was it like almost like this subconscious thing that you were doing then with the comparison thing? Or were you, and you weren't quite aware that you were comparing so much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think what we do, we get mad. We start, again, looking at how comparison manifests for different people. Some people start beating themselves up. Some people experience different emotions. What they start do, they start gossiping behind those people's backs, right? Because it triggers them. You call your friend and you just, you know, start discussing them behind your back. Um, you might start beating yourself up. You might feel, you might start being angry. You might get depressed. Like it's, it's doing that self audit that is so, so important. Um, and seeing how, what behavior um, what do you do? Um, do you start when you start comparing yourself to someone else? Do you start overeating? Do you start numbing yourself with, um, social media, with, with TV? Um, it's, it's doing that audit to, to become aware of your very own comparison pattern. And I think when I realized what my pattern was, like it took me a long time to do, but I knew that how it manifested, I would, I would start gossiping, right? Mm -hmm. I would be mad at people who I was comparing myself to. This is what I did. And it's an ugly truth, but it is the truth. It was an important one to become honest with myself with, to be able to fix it because awareness is just the first step. And then where do you go from there? Then you switch your attention from the person you're comparing yourself to, to yourself. 
and start working on yourself. That's how I transitioned <laughs> from yeah. that ugliness, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I think it's, a, it's, it's not, uh, it's not a streamlined process. It, it is quite a complex process. It was for me at least. So I've actually, I've actually developed like a little program and it's actually available to download for free on my website. It's, it's a guide to get yourself from, from the toxic comparisons to, to a superwoman confidence, how I call it. It's a, it's a process where you need to first become aware and the steps you need to take is identifying the trigger, who triggers you and why, doing that audit, acknowledging how you feel, like is it jealousy, shame, anger, fear, like really becoming honest with yourself, catching your painful thought, which in coaching, as we know, is key. <laughs> Understanding what it is that you tell yourself about this. Uh, it, it's all that not enoughness that paralyzes us. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not creative enough compared to that person. And then recognizing your behavior, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what, mm -hmm. what do you do? And after that, there are a couple of steps to, to rewire yourself, which we can get into a little later. Um, but maybe you can, you can share how, how it manifests for you. How did, how did you become aware? And what yeah. did you do? Comparison. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it is so cool that you and I have very similar stories because mine started with drawing as well. It didn't start mm -hmm. with drawing, but I have memories of comparison and drawing. And just like Interesting. you, there was a girl in my class who would draw. It was just perfect. Like, she wasn't, it wasn't like she, she was able to sketch portraits or anything, but we were like probably in grade five or something like that. So it, everything she drew was just perfect. It was like perfectly round, perfectly symmetrical. And looking back at what my thought process was when I was younger, I too, like you said, with many other children, took so much joy in creating, in drawing, in music, and dancing. And mm -hmm. yet, somewhere along the way, we had been told, and I love that you took the pit stop into creativity, I've actually had a couple of really great conversations with artists on the Curious Monkey podcast, and like they are so passionate about sharing with the world that mm -hmm. it is just not possible for you to not be creative, that it is such a uh, limiting belief, such a lie mm -hmm. that we've told ourselves if anyone's mm -hmm. walking around saying, oh, I'm not the creative type. Because creativity is the essence of feeling alive. Uh, creativity is the expression of our true selves out into the world. And creativity may look different for other people, some with drawing, some with music, and Yet, some with cooking and some, maybe it's like through spreadsheets. Honestly, I have, I myself am pretty excited about Excel spreadsheets. That's my nerd <laughs> side. And I have met people who are like ecstatic about Excel spreadsheets. So it doesn't have to look a certain way. And when we smother our, uh, just kind of like how you smother a fire out, when we smother our creativity, that's just like when you smother a fire, you put the fire out. When you smother your creativity, you smother your expression of yourself out. So mm -hmm. I don't remember what episode those ones are, but I can include them like in the description if anyone's interested in hearing it because I think it was such a good conversation around mm -hmm. 
well, being more yourself. So, okay. So here I am sitting there drawing and somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way in my joy and creativity, I've been told by society, the school system, my teacher, I don't remember that things had to look a certain way in order for it to be a quote unquote good drawing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't (laughs) stop because, well, mainly it was like the school project, the homework that we had, but I just remember drawing my characters and like just so angrily erasing the faces and erasing the hair because I hated how I drew. My people, like when I drew humans, like cartoon humans, their faces always ended up like in this half moon shape and their bangs <laughs> were always like blunt. And and then there's like this weird bob thing that I did for a ponytail. And I always just hated how I drew. And that's exactly how I experienced <laughs> something that was once so joyful to me from a place of mm. being fun and joyful to a place of being angry with myself and not feeling like I was enough and feeling like I did a really, really shitty job. Like I hated it. And I just thinking back, I am so surprised by the amount of anger, like self-hatred that I had toward myself even back then. Mm -hmm. And you know what the crazy thing is? The crazy thing is, and I can't find it. I tried looking for it uh, last year because I I had remembered it. When I looked back, on some of the projects that I did when I was younger, I vividly remember being unhappy with them. But as an adult, looking back at some of my art projects, holy crap, I don't know if I could recreate it as an adult. They're so amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what comparison does. It steals the joy away from your creation. Mm-hmm. It steals the joy away mm-hmm. from what you're doing. So, in order to be mo- like less compare <laughs> mm-hmm. one thing I'm trying to think about like not the tools that we learn from life coaching, but just in my own personal journey. <sighs> it's honestly learning to be more pleased with myself. Yeah. Very much learning to be more pleased with myself because I think about celebrating, it. right? Like this is what you mentioned before, like being able to stop, pause and compare yourself to yourself and celebrate how far you personally were able to go, right? Yeah, there's the celebration piece and there's also the piece of just being happy with where I've gone, regardless of the timeline, regardless of who got there first. And I think about, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I think about uh, a marathon. Sometimes you see those marathoners run, and there's the first person who passes through. There's the first hundred that passes through, and then there's the last person who passes through. That last person, that's their own personal success finishing that marathon. And when they pass that finish line, even though all the others, other runners had already come and gone, they finish with their hands in the air because that in itself was an accomplishment. Forget if they were first, forget how long it actually took them. They did it. And that's Mm -hmm. more than anyone who's never done a marathon, me included, can ever say. And I feel like if we take that approach to everything that we do in life, that would create a lot more of a situation where we're more pleased with ourselves. So it doesn't matter if you got your website up first or second or last compared to the rest of your class. 
it matters that you freaking got that website up, which is more than you had like before you put the website up. So, Mm. yeah. I like this comparison. The marathon is, is like exactly, exactly great way to describe how comparison should not be looked at. Right. Like exactly. Like even if you did, you came last compare it to yourself yesterday or yourself a year ago. Like this is your personal like best. So this is, this is brilliant. This is so true. I I completely agree with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know we have just a few minutes left and we both have a list because we always have lists (laughs) of resources and tools to share. So why don't we go through all of these ways that Mm -hmm. we have found to help Mm -hmm. stop comparing ourselves to others? Because again, that's one thing that I really, really disliked. (laughs) It's like, just don't compare yourself. Or when I was comparing and, you know, you go cry to a friend or you go cry to someone and they're like, well, you just can't compare yourself to others. Seriously, Mm -hmm. to me, when someone says says that to me, it's just as good as someone saying, well, just don't be stressed then. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, if I knew how to do that. (laughs) Yep. No, that that's so true. Yeah. Um, Okay, I can. I can. Well, my because (laughs) again, compare comparison really uh, falls under the umbrella of self-doubt and perfectionism and all everything that I love so much. <laughs> I I have developed my my own little process here. So to me, whenever you're comparing yourself to someone else, I think it's always two major steps. It's awareness step and it's rewiring step, or you can call it, you know, actual change. You can't actually change something before you are aware of your pattern. And comparison pattern, it's very hard to admit to yourself because you really need to look at the ugliness. You really need to confront your feelings. You really need to be honest with yourself about your behavior. And this is very hard to do. So awareness on itself is, I think, um, half of the battle when it comes to comparing yourself to someone else. So um, my, my advice is first you need to identify who you're comparing yourself to and why. And social media can be a great tool to do this audit. Um, then you, you must acknowledge your feelings. You can't, you need to like really think of a very specific situation and understand how it made you feel. Um, then you need to catch your painful thought. And the thought has to be not about the person, but about yourself. How are you beating yourself up? What is the not enoughness that you're talking about? Because you really need to look into that. And then you need to recognize your behavior. Behavior. What do you do when you fall into this comparison trap? Do you talk uh, about it um, behind someone else's back? Um, do you numb yourself? Do you overeat? Um, and you think that it's hard to, to come up with, with this behavior part pattern, but if you really look into very specific scenarios and catch yourself, you will see that there is a pattern. So that's your awareness pattern. And then there is a, a way to change and rewire. And just like any habit, 
you need to relearn <laughs> this habit and you need to switch the attention from another person to yourself. How you do it, you find evidence of your own awesomeness and you need to come up with examples that contradict your painful thought about yourself, that contradict that not good enoughness. You know, if you don't think that you're lucky um, uh, enough, if you're not as lucky as the person you're comparing yourself to, list the things where you are lucky. Where are you lucky? You're lucky that you're healthy. You're lucky that you live in um, uh, in a in a country like Canada, for example. In my case, like looking at everything that's going on in the world, I'm luckier than than ninety nine percent of people, right? So finding those examples of evidence of your awesomeness, and then taking tiny, tiny, tiny steps to improve your own life. I think this is key because instead of obsessing about how other people live and comparing yourself to other people, you start slowly building a momentum to improve your own life. And usually things that we obsess about are exactly the things where we need to go and where our talent lie. When we you know, get jealous about what other people have, usually we have it in us. And this is what exactly what needs to be cultivated. So this is how you get to to um, stop comparing yourself to others. Ooh, that was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I'm, I'm clearly and passionate about that. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. And you guys who are listening in, if that felt like a mouthful for you, no problem. Because as Elena said, she actually has a freebie for you, which you can get at her website, superwomanschool.com. No, superwomen.school. Superwomen. Yeah, superwomen.school. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I've seen it and I, it's just such a beautiful PDF that you've put together. So that is going to be really helpful for anyone who wants to go through Thanks, girl. <laughs> yeah, work through their stuff. I love it. I love it. I, I, you know what? Basically, what I have overlaps with what you shared. I just have mm-hmm. three things. And I usually group things in threes. I just find that it's easier to remember. And mm-hmm. the first one, honestly, you guys, you're going to get so tired of me. He- you're you're going to get so tired hearing me say this, but it is just the basis and the foundation of everything. Kindness towards yourself, self-compassion, self-love. If you can nail this down, self-compassion, self-love, everything else falls into place truly. So when we're talking about comparison to nail down this kindness towards yourself, it essentially is what I said earlier. Be more pleased with yourself. I want you to be as pleased with yourself for everything that you do as you would be when your new puppy actually pees in the right place or when your new baby takes their first steps. And I love using examples of dogs, puppies, or any sort of animals and children because they're so, they're so innocent and they're so pure in their intentions. They're just being, they're just doing, and we don't expect much of them, do we? We don't go, yeah, dumb baby, like you didn't <laughs> crawl good the first time. No, the baby's going to crawl, it's going to fall, and he or she's going to get back up again. And every single moment, every single crawl forward, or maybe when they start walking, every single step forward is such an achievement. I'm not a parent myself, but I can only imagine what 
a proud parent would feel like when they see this milestone hit with their child. Or I think about dogs because, again, we don't expect much of dogs. They just be And that's enough. And we truly see that that's enough. We play fetch. We don't go, yeah, dumb dog. You didn't get the (laughs) tennis ball fast enough. No, they get the ball. They had fun. And just vicariously through how purely alive they're being and getting the ball and having fun with it, our hearts open up. It's like, oh my gosh, yay, you got it. Be like that towards yourself. For some reason, we stop the train at babies and dogs, and then we get really harsh on ourselves. Be like that towards yourself. You ate a carrot today instead of a bag of chips? Yes, that is amazing. (laughs) Pat on the back towards yourself. You sat down and you wrote a whole paragraph of your blog versus yesterday you wrote nothing at all? Pat on the back. Good job, me. Like That was actually pretty awesome. Like begets like. This is I say that it's a mindset game, but mindset essentially translate into energy. And I think, Elena, you mentioned that again as a reminder earlier on. The energy that you put out into the world is the energy that you're going to get back. So the more pleased with yourself you are, number one, if you want to think about it via the universe, or number two, you want to think about it via your subconscious mind and your brain, either way, you're going to, one way or another, be looking for more reasons to feel more pleased with yourself. So start there. That sets the foundation. And you might not even have to think about getting out of comparison when you're so happy with yourself and you're in such a place of self-love and Mm -hmm. self-compassion. But if you do find yourself having slipped into this comparison and it's easy it can it can like blindside you it gets you real fast whether it be you're in a dance class and the girl beside you is such a nice dancer and you look like a crazy chicken trying to do some like pop and locks or whatever or whether it be you happily typing along in your blog thinking that you did a good job but then you flip over to another blog that seems to be quote unquote better and then you fall into this comparison well The first thing is, is it true that thing that you're thinking about yourself, that other person's Mm -hmm. better, (laughs) or I suck, I look stupid, is it true? And challenge that. It can feel true. Yeah, it can feel like as of this person's blog is so much better than yours and probably more people are going to read it. But is it true? And if you say yes, you answer why? And then you ask, is that true? And you keep on going. Usually when we challenge ourselves, is it true? Especially when it's a really mean thought toward ourselves. If you tap into your true nature, your true self, it's never true. Like, I I know I ruined it for you, but (laughs) it's never true. Like you thinking that you're not good enough, untrue. You thinking that you suck, untrue. You thinking that you're never going to make it and you're going to be left behind, untrue. True. It's all pretty untrue. much any thought that causes you suffering is not untrue. True. Lie, <laughs> lie, 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 lie. And but Veronica we to- and I are biggest champions of that. We are <laughs> always going to be saying that. Oh, we- my brain's such a liar. Yeah. <laughs> so just simply asking that question, is it true, can help change the mindset around. And then finally, this is where it kind of overlaps with what you said, Elena, but I'm asking it in more of like a crass way because there's a part of us that wants to protect us. So when we ask it in such a way, well, what's so great about you? What's so great about you? 
You actually have to sit there and rather than then and rather than listing out the surface things, you know the things that we get praised for, but we're not really feeling it. Like, oh, you have big eyes, or oh, you have nice hair, or um, I don't know, you you seem to have a nice strut. Whatever it is that other people tell you externally, but you don't connect with. So when you turn that question to yourself, like, what's so great about me? It really asks for that central core part of you to step up and stand up for you. And if you journal on this or even just sit in meditation with this, you might be surprised as to what comes up. And maybe you realize that the thing that you're most proud of yourself for is something that you do so naturally that you don't normally even think about it. Like, for example, it can be the fact that you're a really good writer, you're really good with words, or that you're, you know what, you're a damn good listener. You are the person that your friends come to all the time because you listen so well and you're so empathetic. So those three things. Oh, you know what? I... I love it. And I I will tell you that even yesterday I wrote something, you know, I spent a good part of my day writing. And then at the end of the day, I felt not accomplished. Mm -hmm. And as you just, you know, said that, you know, even we need to celebrate even small things. And I didn't. And yesterday I went to bed feeling like I didn't do enough. And just as you said that, like, I really need to work on like connecting with myself more (laughs) when it comes to doing, because I'm super aware of a lot of things now, but I'm working on learning to celebrate myself and learning to just being instead of doing. So Mm. I think everything you just said, I need to internalize and I am challenging everyone who is listening. And I think I need to do that too, because I haven't done that exercise in a while, sitting down and writing a hundred things you like about yourself. (laughs) And if that sounds like a lot, Honestly, if you can't write a hundred things you like about yourself, there is a problem. Like, and I, I have to tell you, I wasn't able to, there was a time when, oh my God, how can you write a hundred? But if we ask ourselves to write a hundred bad things about ourselves, a lot of people will not have a problem with that because this is what we tend to focus on. Because mm-hmm. this is what where our brain goes to protect ourselves. We know all the negative things that were ever said about us. We remember all these things. But when it comes to praising ourselves for all the great and beautiful things that we like about ourselves without falling into the freaking comparison trap, that's the victory. That's gigantic right there because as we've mentioned before where attention goes energy flows and the world that we live in is all about the exchange of energy what you put out is what you're getting back in so change Mm -hmm. the habit of thinking negatively about yourself to thinking positively about yourself and Mm -hmm. also when it comes to this whole being more pleased with yourself it doesn't have to be for the whole big thing because I can totally relate to you Helena like Mm -hmm. yesterday Mm -hmm. I did yesterday I did a podcast episode for um, Curious Monkey and I recorded it on video and 
when I first woke up this morning, my first thought was, holy crap, was I, what was I saying yesterday? Oh, it's just all crap. The whole hour's gone to waste. But you, you change it. You catch yourself and then you change it. And I said, no, no, it's time yep. to be more pleased with myself. So what part of that, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be the whole thing, but what part of that am I pleased with? And I was like, actually, I also, because I also recorded it on video, I actually looked at the camera the whole time. It's weird recording videos because instead of looking at a screen or something, you have to look at like this lens, which I'm really not used to. But (laughs) I did it the whole time. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. And Mm -hmm. I know it's just a little part of it. But Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm happy, like I, and I'm truly happy with myself for it. So mm-hmm. that can, like, you're talking about writing, doing your writing yesterday. So maybe you can find one piece of your writing from yesterday. Girl, and yes. And like, honestly, video is my next challenge. Like Woo! if we we talk about comparisons, like you, you like you look so confident on videos, honestly. <laughs> if, if, if we're talking comparisons again, like, and beating yourself up, even doing these podcasts, I catch myself always thinking, oh my God, I probably said something stupid there. I probably didn't think this through enough. And then I got to catch myself and Mm -hmm. I got to tell myself that, that this is not true. This is not true. You know, because we're here to be magnets, not fish hooks, right? So Exactly. Yeah. Be as pleased as yourself as you would if your puppy actually pees in the right place. Honestly, that in itself. (laughs) Or your baby walks. You don't you don't punish your baby for not being able to walk. This is this resonated so much. Yeah. You just encourage them to try again. You're not being hard on them. It's yeah, it's like you dumb baby. Walk better. <laughs> Says nobody. <laughs> like, yeah, why would you ever do that to yourself? Yeah. All this ugly these ugly things to ourselves. This is yeah. so true. Uh, wow. That was that was that another was Yes, another awesome conversation. You guys, thanks so much for spending your Sunday morning with us. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Elena, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And for everyone who's listening in, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share this out to a friend who's also going to benefit from it. And if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead, subscribe. We would so appreciate your support in leaving an honest review or rating on iTunes. And ooh, I know if you want, again, I know we mentioned this a couple of times, but really it's just so good. If you want that freebie from Elena, make sure you go visit her at superwoman.school. And yeah. I will then leave those curious monkey podcast episodes about creativity in the description box. If you want to check it out, you can always go to veronicatai.com and you can listen to all the podcast episodes there. Love it. And lastly, please remember this. Every minute you spend wishing you have someone else's life, it's a minute you spend wasting yours. Mm. So let's all remember that. And I do hope you guys have a great rest of your Sunday and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.